Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. I'm going to start off talking about uh, something that I brought up the last time I came on when we were discussing about the people who were having all the strange things happening as far as their gas-powered vehicles starting by themselves and so on. Remember that I was going to talk about what I believed was causing this problem and now that I'm in my shack, I am free to do so because certain things I don't want to talk about while I'm in the house. So anyways, um, let me just recap this a little bit. The Certain people were having strange things happen in their house and out in their storage unit that was on their property where they kept their desert toys like their quads and their Ducatis and things like this where they were starting up on their own and they could hear the engines being gunned and revved up while they were in the house. The husband went outside to investigate because he thought maybe somebody had gotten in there and was fooling around, but the storage was locked. As well as when he was able to open the doors, the the vehicles were no longer turned on. So my personal belief is that these things started happening because of a um, worshiping or a contacting, whatever you want to call it, of an entity called Santa Muerte. Originally, as far as I know about this particular entity, it was supposedly supposed to be, I guess, your guide to after you passed on and it was to take you to wherever you were supposed to be going. So if you were, in other words, going to heaven, it was supposed to be your guide to heaven, I guess, so you wouldn't get lost. Or I, I do not know. And I'm not trying to make fun of this because I know that this thing and this religion that's been created around this has actually caused many people, a lot of problems. So this is some something that has been going on for a while. And um, I first actually heard of it maybe about six years ago. I thought it was just kind of like another one of the folklore deals. And one of my co-workers, because I asked her about it, and she confirmed that this was um, something that was actually going on and a, a lot of people in um, this certain type of, who engage in a certain type of activity actually contact this thing and um, leave offerings to it, making make deals with it so that they can carry on their business without problem. So they have somehow turned this around and made this into their own type of um, whatever you want to call it, like guardian saint type of deal, so that they can engage in their business without uh, being 
killed without being um, arrested what for what whatever so that they will not be um, interrupted okay it is said by many people that uh, once they start doing this and praying to this thing making offerings to this thing I guess the higher you go in the echelon of this particular business they will start sacrificing to this entity and that is one of the reasons why if you recall some years ago it was um, on the news and on other outlets that people were being found beheaded and they were telling a lot of people not to go too far south because they ran the risk of being beheaded and it was said that that is because they were being sacrificed to this entity i don't know if it's true personally but it sounds to me and when you connect the dots it kind of sounds like it uh, was actually happening and that actually was the case so when you start doing things like this as the majority of us know you cannot okay make a deal and expect not to have to pay so strange things will start happening to many of these people as well as even attacks if you ask me in my own personal opinion i believe that when strange things start happening to you that is a form of an attack it doesn't always have to be physical even though those have been reported also so there was one i touched upon it a few days ago where this one guy who is um i don't really know all right for sure if he's engaged in that particular business but when you look at who he is associated with and what he's a part of it leads me to believe that yes he is and so now he is under attack and this is a physical attack so i really believe that it's because he made some kind of deal he made an offering to this entity so when we do this we all know that once you engage in a type of conversation in a type of especially you're making offerings you are allowing this thing to come into your space so you are allowing it in your house in your car in your life and that's another reason why these things will start happening i don't know off the top of when i when i think about it i don't know if um just a oh what do you what do you want to call it for example i find it hard to believe and maybe i'm speaking a little bit out of line here but i'm not doing that to try to take any credit away from anyone but in my opinion i just believe that in order to get rid of things like this you will have to in you will have to contact a member of the 
church, uh, clergy, I can't say that word, clergy. Well, like a pastor, somebody like this. It's not just going to be for the average everyday person to be able to rid you of these things. I know that there are people who say that there are shaman who can do this and um, other people, which may be true. Maybe they know how to deal with these things. But um, there is one person that I think of whenever I hear of things like this, demonic entities, things like this that need to be taken out. There is only one individual who on this earth, I'm, I'm not talking about Jesus, that's, that is, um, of course, but I, I'm talking about people on this earth who you could call actually and talk to, to be able to help you and to be able to rid you of these things. And he is a true man of God, but there's only one. It's not just any and everyone who would be able to help you out in a situation like this. So anyways, that's just what I wanted to tell you my thoughts about why these things were happening to these people. I wondered, after I did the last show, I was wondering if they actually would are still living in that area, if they're still living in that house, those same people. It's been so many years ago. I doubt it. These people probably move, I would think, from time to time because it's a dangerous thing that they do. And it not only endangers them, the person who's doing this, but their entire family. So I, I would think that they would have to move away from time to time, change locations. That to me, is not really a fun way to live. But, well, that's what um, some people engage in. We all know that there seem to be plenty of them nowadays. Okay, but anyhow, um, we've got some, of course, strange things happening, as always. I know that... A lot of you want to hear about the whole UFO encounter thing. But I'm going to tell you, my schedule has been so erratic that I haven't had time and I still cannot find that thing that I wanted to read to you. But maybe you will be able to find it. I'm, I'm having no luck, all right? But it was something that I read years ago. And it was on this thing called UFO Digest, which, as far as I know, is no longer in, it's no longer there. Apparently, the person who had that site passed away some years ago, and I guess some people tried to keep it going, but they were unable to. But um, maybe they have brought it back. I really haven't had time to look for it again. There was this thing on there, and it was called a Midsummer Night's Nightmare. And it's put into like a Shakespearean type of a play. But what it's talking about is someone's encounter. And it's just very strange. 
there are those people who believe that there are aliens. And the reason why, of course, they're called aliens is because they're alien to this planet. Or are they? Then you've got some people who believe that these beings are fallen angels. That these things are actually demonic entities. It's up for you to decide what you think. I just tell you about them. I am in no way trying to make any type of decision for you or trying to suggest anything or tell you what to believe. I will tell you what I believe about certain things, but I just present these things to you. And you can come to your own conclusion. I know that people are experiencing something. I don't know what it is. I know that there are people who say that they recall being on some sort of spacecraft, being on some sort of other types of um, areas that they've never seen before. And there was also this one who this man says that he was on a craft and he remembered this woman and they had a brief conversation and that later on in his life, he actually met up with that woman again in some city here on earth and that they remembered each other, all right, from this abduction. Is it imagination? You see, I really don't know, guys. I don't know what to think about these things. But once again, I do believe that people are experiencing something. So you decide, you make that decision, what you believe about it. I don't have a really long show to do today. I'm kind of short on time, and I'm just doing the best I can here. I'm just kind of like winging it, okay? But I want to tell you one other thing. We, I mean, I don't know the percentage, okay? I don't know the percentage of people who are afraid of clowns, and if you recall the I call it the clown fest of like 2010 because it seemed to be people were seeing these clowns all over the place and in random areas and daytime and nighttime and things like that. But recently, there was something about, and, and I read this, and I, I believe this happened recently, okay? But there was this person who reported that he is a long-haul truck driver, and he stopped at a truck stop. He says um, he went in there to get something to eat, then he was going to go get back in his truck, and he was going to sleep there for the night and then take off early in the morning continue on his way. So he was sleeping in his truck, and he felt his truck move. So he said, it woke me up. It was either an earthquake or someone ran into my truck. So he got up and came out and looked around, and he didn't see anything. He heard a giggle. 
but it's not like he was the only truck in that parking lot. So he didn't think too much about it. He would, there was no, nothing hit his truck. So he figured, okay, it was an earthquake. So he went back in and went back to sleep. He was taking off again. He said it was before 3 a.m., maybe about 2.30 in the morning. And he's getting ready to continue on his way. He said on his way to get back into his cab, into the driver's seat, he heard that giggle again. But he didn't think too much about it because once again, there were other trucks in that lot. So he starts it up and is letting it idle for a while. And I guess he's looking at his paperwork, whatever it is that they have to do. And he looked in his rear mirror and quickly he said, I saw something like if it was peeking around the trailer at me. And when I looked at it in my rearview mirror, it quickly like went and hid back around the back of the trailer. So, okay, imagination, whatever, he's on his way. So he pulls out of that parking lot and he's driving on his way now. And he said, I know what I saw, but there was a clown that I could see in my rearview mirror every so often that was running behind my truck. And he said, I would look in that mirror so every so often and that thing was running and it would like go to the left, running behind the truck and then go to the right. And he could have like little peaks of it. Like what in the heck is happening here? This can't be a real person. There's no way. He said he had driven about 10, at least 10 miles at least with that thing still running behind him. So he couldn't take it anymore and he pulled over, he got out of his truck and there's nothing there. He went, he looked with his flashlight, kind of like underneath, looked at the chassis, checked everything out. Everything was locked. Everything's good. Went and walked around, looked in the, the wheel wells and all this stuff, whatever you call it. Nothing's there. He looks out the area off of the road there, nothing there. He's like, hmm, okay, I, but I know what I saw. He gets back in his ray. He's starting up there. He's going again down the road. Happens again. He said not only did it happen again, but he could hear giggling. He said, yeah, I had the radio on. I had the noise of my truck, the road noise, and I could hear giggling. And once in a while, I could see that friggin' clown running behind me <laughs> he's like I'm a long-haul truck driver I'm not drinking I'm not doing drugs and yet I see this thing back there every so often there's no way that that could be a person so finally when he once he got into the next city limits. He said he didn't see it anymore. And when he stopped at the next stop and he got out and walked around just to make sure everything's fine, there were scratch marks on the back of the trailer that hadn't been there before. He said it looked like 
claw marks. And they were so deep, they actually were embedded into the back of that trailer. Not all the way through, but they were like in, indented, okay? They made some dents, the claw marks. And we all know how tall those trailers are, okay, that are on the backs of these trucks that they're hauling down the road. And the scratches started from the top of that trailer. So it went the, down the top all the way, half ways down. He said about three-quarter ways down the trailer. That, okay, I know that a lot of people who drive even, we're talking about just people who drive a lot from place to place, delivery people who are driving a lot of them at night, a lot of them in areas where there's not a whole lot going on, especially people driving through the badlands and things like that. They experience certain things that cannot be explained. This is unexplainable. I, I don't know what to say about this. He obviously encountered something or this thing was trying, attempting to have an encounter or just to scare this guy. It's not the first story that we've heard about these long haul drivers and I'm sure it's not the last. But I'm going to tell you when I hear stories like this it's it creeps me out. And then it reminds me of that other story which I always thought was just another one of those urban legends or myths or whatever they're called. And I always thought that, oh, it's just, you know, it's just one of those stories. But I know that I talked about this, like when I first started the show, probably about in 2020. But there was a road. Maybe many of you probably weren't with me back then. All right. Maybe you haven't heard this or not familiar with this. But as far as I know, back uh, some years ago, many people knew this story that there was a road somewhere in Los Angeles County, and it was a dirt road, at least back when this stuff was going on. And so these guys were driving down this road, and they saw a dog. I think what happened was, you know, they were kind of like young and you know what sometimes when you're younger you do things that and you don't think about them like you do when you're a little bit older and have a little bit of maturity but I want to say that how this started was there was this dog and they like acted like they were going to hit it like to scare it off the road or whatever they act like they were going to run over it and so the dog just kind of like moved out of the way and the drivers told the guy sitting next to him did you see how that dog moved? It didn't run. It just like stepped out of the way. And the guy was like, yeah, but that's okay, whatever. So they continue driving and they're driving down this road. And all of a sudden they notice that that dog is running alongside of them. And the guy, I want to say it was drive, it was running on the passenger side. I could be wrong, but it's been a long time ago since I heard this. So the guy says, Look at this. This dog is, the dog is running on the side of the car. 
So the driver's like, well, that's okay. I'll just go faster. So they started going faster. The dog was keeping up with the car. So now all the guys in the car are starting to get scared. How fast is he going? Like 60 miles an hour or whatever. And this dog is keeping up with the car. Not only is it keeping up, but its legs aren't moving like real fast. Its legs are moving like in slow motion. And it's keeping up with this car. Like it's nothing. So all these guys now are really, really scared. So the driver is like, all right, everybody hang on because I'm going to slam on the brakes. He's really scared too. Everybody, they're like on the verge of screaming, all these guys, okay? They're all like talking at the same time. What the fuck is it? Blah, 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 blah. Like that kind of stuff. So he's like, hang on. So the driver slams on the brakes. The car fishtails all over the place. Like in the movies, you know, it kind of like turns around a little bit, almost does a 360. And all the this dust and dirt is flying around, you know, because they're on a dirt road. And then when the dust starts to go away, they're able to see stuff clearly. The dog is right in front of the car. So the headlights are right on that dog. So the dog slowly walks up closer to the front of the car and turned into the devil. Okay, when I heard this story, I was thinking, yeah, it's one of those urban myths or whatever you call it because it's a dirt road and it's a dark road, whatever. Well, not so fast because one of my brothers actually confirmed that story years later. And he said, remember that crash that we were in? And it was in that same area. It was in the same town. I don't want to say the name of the town because people, you know, uh, sometimes you mention something like a haunted house and people will flock there. And I don't want to say the name of the town. Many of you may know where this is already. So he says, remember when we were in that crash, him and his friends, they were in a car crash. It was in that area somewhere. But at that time they were in the crash. It wasn't a dirt road anymore. But off to the sides, it was dirt and it was undeveloped. And I was like, yeah, I remember that. And because um, they ended up kind of like in a ditch and he said, oldies were still playing. And somebody said, are we dead? Somebody else said, well, if we are, they play oldies. So um, I, I remember that. And I said, yeah, I remember the when you guys got in that crash. And he said, well, do you know what happened? I don't know what happened. He said, um, we saw the dog. And I was like, okay, what dog is this? And he said, remember that story about blah, blah, blah? And I said, oh, yeah. I'm like, you guys saw that dog? No. And he was like, yes, we did. And he said, I'm telling you, we saw that dog. It's a German Shepherd. It's really true. Well, I was thinking maybe it's that thing 
when you mention something to someone and then it happens, it it really is just because you have made this mention. So then mentally in their minds, they kind of like think they see certain things. He says, why do you think we ended up in the ditch? He said, but we didn't try to hit the dog. The dog was in front of us. We swerved to avoid the dog. We ended up in the ditch. And when the dog came sniffing around, it turned into the devil. So that explained certain things to me because I also recall at the time we were making fun of some of the guys who were in the car, my sisters and I. We were like making fun of them, okay? Because the story was that somebody had peed their pants and other things like this and we just thought it was hilarious and we were calling them names, you know, and stuff like that. But the reason was because you got so scared that that happened to one or a couple of the guys who were in the car. As well as they went ahead and junked that car. Not because it was unfixable. You know, they didn't, they either junked it or sold it. But because no one wanted it anymore. No one even wanted to get in it anymore because of their experience. So somehow they thought that maybe it had like been contaminated, that maybe it had been kind of like cursed or something like that. So as I was um, thinking when he was telling me the story, I was thinking, okay, now a lot of these things make sense. A lot of those things I didn't know before. So it is a possibility that the story that I thought was just one of those stories, just a bogus story, you know, it, it seems like mm, may may be real. When we hear certain things like this, I mean, it, it has to start somewhere. These things have to have a catalyst I I have a hard time just thinking that someone's laying on their bed thinking that they're going to make up a story of something that happened to them that isn't true. Because to me, it's almost like, kind of like a word curse. Why do you want to say that? Why do you want to make up a story especially about like an occurrence like this. Why do you want to make that up? That's the last thing I want to make up. So, I mean, you, you, you never know. But a lot of these stories come from somewhere. And I would tend to believe that maybe, uh, I'm going out on a limb here, but I'm going to say about 85, 87% of the stories may, may be 
taken from true events like they say on the movies. These things are taken from true events. Yeah, I would I would say maybe about 87%. What happens though over time is that they change because when you tell the story one time and then someone else tells the story so years later it's it's going to be far from the original story. Certain things are going to be changed. Maybe certain things are left out. Certain things are enhanced. Or when you get together and talk about some things with your friends that have happened to you and they'll mention something and then you're like, oh, you know what? I forgot about that. See, so certain things are changed in the story. So if you're not able to have a conversation with others who experienced certain things with you, it's almost impossible to get the entire correct story. Just like me, I'm sure that some of the things that I talked about the last time, you know, the funny stuff that happened with my sister, there are probably certain things that I left out of the whole incident. Because it's just me. It's just one-sided. Unfortunately, I can no longer talk with her about what happened because she's no longer with us. So it's probably even funnier than um, what I talked about. And I know I I got some uh, emails from some of you telling me that it was hilarious and I, I, you wish I would tell more funny stories and stuff like this. And I have, I have quite a few of them. Unfortunately, a lot of them happened when uh, we were drinking. It's like those funny drinking stories, things that happen to you when you're drinking and you're just acting goofy and stuff like this. But before I go, okay, I'm going to leave you guys with another one. And this one is embarrassing and funny. But when you're a teenager, okay, to me now, I probably wouldn't care at all. But when I was a teenager and this happened, oh my gosh, it was so embarrassing. And uh, I just <laughs> I just couldn't get over it. I was so embarrassed and mad at my dad and stuff like that. But um, we were in L.A. because, you know, we used to live there. And my dad had this old car. And it was this old, like, I don't even know what year it was. I think it was like a 1962 Impala, okay? And it was, but it wasn't a nice one. It was just a plain Janer. And it needed shocks so bad that it just kind of bounced around. And it was just junky. And not only it bounced around, but it made like this squeaking sound. And he <laughs> he called it his heavy Chevy. It was just so junky. I hated going in it. But I was desperate one day. So I had to get in that darn car with my dad. And there we are. We're driving and the thing's bouncing and it's squeaking. So we come to this stoplight. So, okay, we're at the stoplight and these guys pull up on the side of us. And I was a teenager, all right? And they were probably teenagers too. So they were looking at me 
And they were pretty cute. And I was kind of like looking at them a little bit, but my dad's right there. So I can't like talk or I can't really look at them real good and stuff. So the next thing I know, my dad's all, why, what are you looking at? Do I owe you money? And I'm like, dad, they're not looking at you. And I was already embarrassed. Oh my gosh. So I just want to put my head down and look the other way. So <laughs> my dad starts like, you know, revving his engine like he has some kind of exhaust system on his car, right? So the guys next to us, they had a nice car. So they started revving their engine, but they actually had an exhaust. <laughs> well, my dad does that again. And by this time, I'm like almost on the floorboard. I was so embarrassed. So my dad's all, vroom, vroom. <laughs> I can't. So then the light turns green and those guys start driving off. <laughs> my dad's car died. Oh my gosh. I was never so embarrassed in my life. Not only did the dang car die, but he couldn't get it started again. So we're stranded in the street blocking traffic. Oh man. You know, I was probably about 15 or 16, something like that. So that's like worse than death, you know? You're, you're so embarrassed. So I actually was so low in that seat, I couldn't see out the side window, the passenger window there. So I got out of car. I was so, I got out of the darn car and I started just walking back home. I was like, and he was like, get back in the car. <laughs> It started. I was like, no, I'm going home. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, so he took his bouncing, squeaky car back to where, wherever he was going. I don't know. I didn't care. Even though I was so desperate that I agreed to get in that darn thing, I was like, no, I'm not getting back in that again. So he actually came back around to get in the car. I was like, no, you embarrassed me. Oh, man. So, yeah, <laughs> I can even picture that car. It was just like a washed out beigey white color. And uh, it had like this light blue interior. It was not a good looking car. I'm telling you guys. All right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so embarrassing. Anyways, um. That was a laugh at my expense. I don't mind sharing that. It was funny and embarrassing. Well, it's funny now. It wasn't funny then because I wasn't laughing. I was, you know, I didn't have a happy face. But anyways, um, hope you guys got a laugh out of that. It's good to laugh. It um, heightens our vibration. It gives us a good energy. And we are putting that out there. Laughing is some of the best things that you can do. It's healthy, it's good for us, and it dispels negativity, all right? So even those stories that you have that are embarrassing, but they're funny, tell those stories. Get everybody laughing who's around you because it's something that we need to do. It's very important, especially these days. So go ahead and share those embarrassing, funny stories. All right. 
Hopefully I'll be back tomorrow and at that time I will get into some more stuff. I'm a little short on time today because um, time just got away from me. Talk to you soon. Ciao.